This is the Bowski Bros Podcast, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're back for another episode. And we got a lot to talk about today. We got a special guest on with us today. But before that, we got a big birthday 3 0 Timmy on the pod. Happy birthday, Tim. Let's get this thing rocking. Welcome back to the Bowski Bros Podcast, everybody. This is the NFL Podcast. For the average bro, it is uh, Tim and myself today with no Sam because Sam just cannot come around after a Vikings loss to the Lions. He can't handle it. But thankfully, we have a pro joining us today. Timmy pulled through. He got us a special guest. Unfortunately, it's another Vikings fan. But Tim, why don't you let everybody know who we got uh, joining us today? Yeah, like you said, John, he is a Viking fan, uh, you know, so judge him how you will. But, uh, what happened? Uh... Oh, yeah. Vikings suck, baby. Since I saw a Packers game at Lambeau Field, I mean, honestly. I've not seen players introduced more weekly into a, a stadium than the last I saw, time. I still I have saw. a list of st- I still have a list of stuff here. I was going to say, don't you just fucking calm down? <laughs> did, did you have a list? Because I, I felt like yeah, I got it right that, here. I'm, gonna, I'm about to yeah, shout like, it off here. You're going to be quiet. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, buddy. Talk like me I up. Said, Talk he's me a Viking up. Fan, so that's all right. That's all right. Okay, but a, a true Minnesota legend. Uh, we really do a six foot six, just Norseman of a man. Damn. 2010 uh, Minnesota State High School football champ, uh, former UMD football alumni, uh, a northern just a northern sports legend in general. A new dad, a man I consider a great friend, Mr. Dylan Zek. Dylan, welcome to the show. I like how you completely skip the fact that I spent six years doing like sports media. And we're on like a sports podcast. Yeah, what the, the part that's, that I was that's what I meant by Northland sports legend. Out of everyone here, I'm the only one who's been paid to actually talk about sports. <laughs> hey, that's not true. Boston Bros get paid. You've just been paid more yeah, to talk paid. about sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know how much Dylan was making. It wasn't that much more. <laughs> it was not. It was not. You are not wrong, my friend. You are not wrong. Dylan, yeah, welcome to the show. Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, it's uh, great. Great to have you. Great to have. Uh, uh, dare I say, a competent Vikings fan on the show? It should actually Ooh, be. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, it, it should actually be an interesting conversation this week. Well, it's an Dylan, interesting Dylan. team, oh. so I think that would be a good start. <laughs> yeah, let's. Sorry, I just talked over you. Yeah, I know, ahead. Tim. Tim. So, Dylan. Tim has this habit where he just likes to you know, butt in and totally screw you up. So if you're talking, just keep going. If you hear his voice, just ignore him as, as I'm sure you do most Packer fans, but uh, yeah, Dylan, we, we, we heard your declaration here. You are, uh, are you a born and, and raised Minnesota Vikings fan? Yeah. Unfortunately I have been uh, sticking to the uh, purple and gold since I walked out of the womb at six one. That's pretty much the situation for me. Uh, Unfortunately explain. What does that mean? 
Well, I mean, I don't think there's uh, any doubt in the fact that it's kind of a, a bummer when you have to make fun of the other teams for the lack of Super Bowls that they've won with their uh, world-level talent. Uh, but at the same time, you 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 relish the fact that you can continue to field a uh, competitive team at times. Sometimes maybe an overly competitive team in the time that we see uh, today. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, so I, 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 I want to know, I know Tim and I talked about this a little bit. Uh, obviously you just hinted a little bit about Vikings of the past, but Vikings of today, I, I feel like most Viking fans are, uh, a little, a, a little hesitant at being optimistic about this season. Do you find yourself in the same camp or are you, drinking the Sam Kool-Aid who's usually on this podcast and as he said for the first time in the past couple weeks the Vikings are going all all the way to the ship are are you are you riding that train as well well I gotta be honest I don't know how you can't as a Vikings fan right now because 10 and 3 is 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 a pretty happy day um I I will say that I think there's kind of a a double-edged sword there in the sense that we've gotten far enough into the season now where I feel like some people have forgotten the fact that this is a brand new coach. This is a brand new ownership or not ownership, but a, a general manager. Like this is, this is a whole new face for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and so I think that if anybody had told you preseason that you'd be sitting here at 10 and three, you'd be like, Oh my God, that, that, that sounds absolutely amazing. But seeing as how the Vikings have become how they are, I think that that's come with a little bit more of a bitter taste. Mm. what yeah let's go ahead tim i was just gonna say i think with all that being said you know new coach new new management uh that sort of thing regardless of how the season ends you gotta be feeling pretty good about you know the next three four five years right Uh, i mean i I don't think there's any doubt that there's a lot of hope for the future. I think the bigger thing is too, is that, you know, during the entire Spielman era and really for the entirety of the Minnesota Vikings, there's been this can't finish stigma. Um, And I I think that this is the first year that we've seen that broken. And I mean, literally we're seeing Vikings fans and NFC North fans in general, just not knowing how to react. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings are winning close games in the fourth quarter. This is not a thing that we've seen before. Even bad team, good team, average team, whatever you want to call it, they're winning games. They do have the record they have because they have beat these teams. And that's a thing that I think we're just really used to seeing them like miss that fourth quarter field goal or not go for it at that crucial third down in the third quarter or whatever. And then they don't finish the game. And it's just kind of like, oh, damn it. Well, we got really close again. My goodness, wouldn't it be amazing if we were one score closer? And now you're having a season where you're putting some of that stuff together. Um, and quite honestly, the fan base doesn't know how to react. And I don't, I don't think the opposing fan bases know how to react either, uh, in the sense that it's just kind of a a different brand for the Vikings. Well, it, it does, it does definitely seem, I mean, when you bring up people not knowing how to react, I have brought this up to Sam and Tim multiple times throughout the season that the disrespect for this year's Minnesota Vikings, uh, amongst analysts, experts, fans, what, what have you is just totally present. It it seems like I mean even at 10 and 3 they're just they're they're not in any expert's mind. 
at least from what I've seen, it seems like on power ranking charts, they're always getting snubbed. So what I guess what I just don't get is why why is that a continued factor when they are showing that they're able to finish these games and they're and they are sitting at ten and three. Do you remember what was it two years ago when the uh, Steelers went seven and one to their first eight games and yeah. they lost out? I think yeah, right, exactly. So uh, there are other NFL examples of teams who have done similar things to what the Vikings are doing this year. Are they overachieving? One hundred percent, absolutely, they are. That said. Who doesn't want to see their team overachieve? Yeah. Who's, who's going to sit back and like really critique their team for like being better than they actually are? I think a lot of that comes down to coaching. Um, but at the same time, I, I mean, make, make no mistake, I'm I'm not, I'm a realist Vikings fan. You're not going to get very far uh, in the NFL playoffs with a 32nd ranked defense. I mean, that's ridiculous. And so I think there are some there are some very obvious issues with this team. And at the same time, like. I mean, if we can clinch the North and watch the Packers tank and, you know, the Bears attempt to make this running back at quarterback work, then that's fine. We'll just sit back and watch the show, go 10 and whatever, and win the division. Mm. Don't sleep on the Lions either. Yeah. I mean, definitely. They could make the playoffs, but they're not going to take the <laughs> division this year. Anyways. So another team that, that uh, you, you mentioned was the Steelers of a couple years ago, but last year was the Cardinals, right? I mean, they started 7-0, seven and seven and all, and I know they didn't make the playoffs, but you know, once that wild card round came around, nobody was scared of them, right? And I think, I think you're, you're starting to get that, especially with the way the defense is played for the Vikings right now. What, five games, 2,300 yards given up? I mean, you're averaging almost you know, damn near 500 yards of of offense, you know, or uh, giving up that many yards on defense. That's, uh, that's so, so coming from concerning going into the playoffs. Well, and coming from the Packers fan, like, you know, the teams you don't want to face in the playoffs, like, you know, Oh yeah. They're teams, they're when, teams that when, score when you've a already, ton of points. <laughs> exactly. Like, you, you know, when you enter the playoffs, there are certain teams that you don't want to face and certain teams that you do want to face. I honestly believe that the Vikings are a, going to be a high seed, that a lower seed is going to be like, thank goodness we drew them. Mm. This is awesome because you've got a chance to try to throw up some serious points against this weak defense and see if their offense can keep pace. The one thing that they, I don't think that those teams, well, I, I do think they consider it, but I think that the the if factor in, in that situation is that <clears throat> you don't know when this Vikings team is going to find a seam and has a weapon that you just can't stop. I mean, there, there's literally been instance of, of the Vikings not being able to run the ball whatsoever and then ripping a 64-yard run, and suddenly that's the game deciding play. So there are some ways that these that this team can beat you when you don't expect them to. Yeah, shit. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, I, I think that's a solid point. But if, if uh, and and maybe it's the dumb, obvious question, but, if the shoe was to drop, uh, where, where, what side of the ball do you see that happening on? I mean, is it this, is it this defense that we've mentioned, or I guess what's your what's your biggest concern as we carry on through the season? So you seem like a nice guy, but that's the dumbest question I've ever been asked on a podcast before. I mean, quite honestly, if you've got a thirty-second ranked defense and you're entering the NFL playoffs with uh, potentially a number one NFC seed, um, you've got some serious, serious issues. And not to mention the fact that we are 
incredibly weak initially at the defensive back position. And then not only that, but you had injuries to the mix. Um, I think the the defensive line and the new three, four front is incredibly unproven. I don't know if you know that Daniil Hunter can actually play an up linebacker. Um, you were lucky to have a mentor like Zadarius Smith to plug into that situation. But I don't know if that, if I don't know if he's necessarily a teacher in that sense. Um, yeah. So I think that the defense is, is quite clearly the, the issue there. And we've talked about the Packers the same way earlier this season, right? Just like shit defense in. And part of it is, you know, coaching, whatever, uh, Joe Barry on, on the Packers side, but at the end of the day, you got to make a play on the field, but who do you, you know, who, who do you think some of that blame goes to, or most of that blame should go to for the Vikings defensively? Well, I think defensively, the tough situation that they have right now is that you, with as weak of a defensive secondary core as you have, I don't see, I mean, so I look at it as playing a a good offensive team in Madden versus a, a bad defensive team in the sense that you're pretty much playing prevent defense the entire time, right? You're dropping those defensive backs. You're trying to make sure that nobody gets over the top of you. You're making sure that safety is floating and has the opportunity to stay in the middle and look at where the the break in coverage is on either side of the field. Um, you can't necessarily double that with a blitz. Otherwise, you're going to have some serious breakdowns in the center of the field, which we've already seen the Vikings had multiple times throughout the season. And so when people look at Ed Donatel and they say, the issue is with Ed Donatel, it's kind of like, well, Yes. Is the prevent is the prevent bend but don't break de- defense an issue? I, I mean, I, I, who likes the idea of a bend but don't break defense? I would hope that nobody does because it sounds like the stupidest defense in the history of the world. I mean, seriously, bend but don't break, and then you're still giving up forty yard pass plays. Like that's ridiculous. But at the same time, you look at a guy who's like in his first year situation. He's working with what he's got. And he put some players in a position to have some success. I mean, Zadarius has one sack over the past six games. Previous to that, that was not the story. That guy came off of his his busted knee, whatever you call it, sprinting on all cylinders for the Vikes. So I think there were some bright spots in our defense. That said, I don't think that it was ever necessarily like a playoff-ready defense. And now that they're getting put into that spotlight, you're starting to realize that like, oh my goodness, Jared Goff can tear you up. You might have an issue at defense if Jared Goff can tear you up. Yeah, they seem like they have kind of that that flashy, that flashiness to them, right? It's like, oh, look, we got Denarius Smith. Look at our, our new shiny toy. And, you know, nine and a half sacks, what? It's been sitting at nine and a half for a month? Something like that? Almost. I mean, he was the number one you know, sack leader in the NFL, and now he's just kind of kind of there, right? You know, you watch him, and he's missing a lot of tackles. That Bills game, the Bill game for me was the first game that I saw Zadarius Smith almost seem like he let let off the gas a little bit. And I I don't know, that that's just me, you know, being the layman. I'm obviously not a, a football nerd like you, Dylan, but, you know, just, just watching him kind of play like that is like, Jesus Christ, like, don't don't play like that, buddy. Like your team needs you, you know. And that that to me, that's the flashiness, the the making the making the right plays, doing you know, getting the big numbers, but then taking those plays off, you know, and and not making the play that you have to play or have to make. You know, I remember a Green Bay Packer by the name of Reggie White, 
Do you remember that Green Bay Packer, Tim? Uh, yeah, rest in peace, R.I.P. Yeah, you, rem- you remember the name of him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he came from the Eagles. I know that, he's yeah. pretty damn good with the Eagles. And when he showed up with the pack, he needed a little rest. He needed to be weaponized properly. And I think that is the situation that we have with Zadarius Smith in the sense that if you are looking at him to be an every down guy, um, Mm -hmm. you are, you are not going to be successful with the scheme that you are running. Um, That said, I think that he's, he's a workhorse. He wants to be that every down guy, but it's just not the situation. I mean, we, we went through the same kind of thing with Jared Allen in the sense that he wanted to be out there for three, four downs. um, But really we needed him on third down. And I think that the Vikings are in a very similar situation with Zedarius in the sense that it's like, we want that inside rush when we need that inside rush. And then outside of that, like, just don't give up your contain. Has he, does he not play a high, uh, does he not have a high snap count this year? Uh, I think think he's on the field an awful lot more than he should be. Well, I, I, I think there's some, some serious critiques that you could have there, but I also think that, Given his uh, veteran status coming into Minnesota, I think that he got to dictate a little bit more of his playtime situation than maybe somebody who was more under a, a snap count. Yeah, you know which you know is tricky, but especially with someone with the the injury, kind of the lingering back injuries that he's had for the last year or two, that's uh, that's tough. Give you know, even given your stature, it's like all right, well, take one for the team here, you know take take a 30 percent reduction in snaps or whatever the case is but but you have to yeah, have somebody back well up exactly you, you gotta have somebody to put in that spot and i don't know if the vikings do right we kind of said that about packers too earlier this year it's like you got uh rashawn gary and you got preston smith but outside of those guys i mean i think i said it earlier in the season if those if there's if there's ever a down where neither of those guys are on the field the packers are absolutely fucked and I, I feel like I've seen that a few times this year where there's like no outside containment because Preston Smith is great at containing the edge. And like if, he, if he's not out there, they're just running outside all day long on us. Like it's it's just so obvious you know, the Vikings have the same issue. You guys have asked me a couple of questions here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question back if that's okay. Let's rock. Sure. How long are Green Bay Packers fans going to deny Aaron Rodgers? Randy Moss level prima donna status. Is it two years, three years more till he finishes out? Till you realize he's not going to give you another Super Bowl? Like, t- tell me, tell me the ratio. Like, how long are we going to go? I, uh, I know for me, um, and Tim and I have talked about this extensively. Uh, it's it's kind of been the conversation, or or at least the. The conclusion to each conversation has been, well, you ride Aaron Rodgers until Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to be done. He's, you know, reigning back to back MVP. Uh however, I I mean I mean if you if you listen to anything that I've said about Packers in recent conversations, I've been very pro let's see what Jordan Love has. Uh let's see if we <laughs> let, let's see if we can start to move forward. Not that I want to get rid of Rodgers today, but uh, is I'm, that forward? Sweet Jesus! All right, uh, but I'm I'm uh, 
Tim can contest to me saying I'm I'm kind of tired of the Rodgers song and dance season in and season out. What's what's it going to be? What's the story going to be? Yeah, I should. I said that after last season, too. It's like the guy walks fucking let him walk. I don't care. Like, well, you were very bitter at that time when you said that That was right after that was right after the playoff game, <laughs> uh, against the Niners. But no, I, you play him till you die. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he can always give you something, right? Like that Chicago game, like he, I thought he played great. He was fun to watch, you know, like I'd rather, I don't know, ride that until he's just done. I mean, I got to say think- though, he can always give you something. Sounds like something that Vikings fans say about Kirk cousins, not that you say about MVP, HOF, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think that's only the Aaron Rodgers of of this season and this team right now. Like last year, I mean, oh, fuck, yeah, back to back MVP. It's like, well, fuck, he can always give it to you, like not something, the whole thing, you know. And like right now, it's just kind of, it's just one of those seasons where you're like, well, this fucking sucks. Like, I don't really give a shit about anything. Like, yeah, give me something, do something. And Aaron can once in a while do that with this team. I don't know. Quit trying to pigeonhole us, Dylan. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I got to be honest. I, I feel like Packers fans are better at just writing off seasons than Vikings fans, even though Title Town USA lies across the Mississippi. Like you guys are just good at sometimes of being like, you know what, this is done. I'm over it. We're just gonna let it go. Be yeah, out tuning in on Sundays, but otherwise it's over. Whereas like we'll be sitting there at seven and nine and being like eight and nine and there's a chance we make the playoffs we, we just gotta <laughs> beat the arizona cardinal and we'll see what happens and then like dang it we're gonna turn it on and go on our run so it's a totally different uh mentality fan base wise in that sense where i just think i mean quite honestly you guys have been spoiled no dylan we i i don't know if it's being spoiled i i think we just hold ourselves to a higher standard that uh <laughs> if there's if there's any minute where you're below 500, it's it's kind of this one's a wrap, boys. Let's just enjoy watching the rest of the well, season, minute, and, and and we'll buddy. move on to next year. We <laughs> we we don't do this shit in Green Bay. Well, I mean, we're certainly not saying this. You know, we okay. We have said this season is over, but like we're still going to be <laughs> optimistic and sitting there on our couches with you guys. Absolutely, you know, I watch every minute of every game at the end. Again, quit putting words into our mouth. We are we're loyal to the end no matter what. Fuck off. I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm gonna turn this fan base on you guys in a single interview here. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the title. <laughs> I'm gonna well, bring it on over to Minnesota. That's okay. Uh yeah, what 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 would what would a follow up fan base flipping question be, Dylan? To to how long do you want to ride Aaron Rodgers? So what do you think the reality of Jordan Love actually is? Uh, another two decades, HOF, obviously. <laughs> okay, so can we take the sarcasm out of your <laughs> mouth maybe? Because it felt like it was about nine inches deep down your throat. Uh, no, I think uh, uh, I I, I want to see him more. I don't obviously pre preseason is not a good enough standard to go off of. I feel like one start in Kansas City doesn't give you enough and i feel like uh two drives in philadelphia doesn't give you enough i feel like we've seen i feel like we've seen flashes of promise and i feel like we've seen flashes of trash both 
can come with uh, a young, unproven quarterback. So it's just kind of giving it the time to see which which way it's going to fall, you know. And and I don't so, think I don't think we've been able to see that yet, which which I wish we could. And 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 obviously playing time is the is the big issue here. But the question I would have in that regard is a lot of people talked about Aaron Rodgers' success coming out of the Brett Favre tutelage being the fact that he was a technician and that Brett was the gunslinger, right? And he kind of brought that edge of just like you see it, let it rip. Yeah. Do you do you find that being that distinctive a dynamic between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love? Because I got to be honest, despite everything that has happened in in the complete defamation of Brett Favre over these past couple of months, do, do you do you see Aaron Rodgers being that good of a mentor to Jordan Love as Brett Favre was to Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I think it's certainly a different situation. I mean, I, I mean, obviously when I try to think back to when Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for those three years, I mean, I was late middle school coming into early high school, right? That's, that's, uh, I, I, I honestly can't recall a ton of it, at least to talk about it enough in, in the level that you're asking. Um, I, I don't know. To to be completely honest with you, because there's they're obviously in a similar situation where I understand that Aaron Rodgers was projected in his draft to potentially go one overall and, and I don't know that anybody ever saw Jordan Love touching one overall uh in a million years, but they're still first round draft picks. There's still similar stories in, in how long they've sat behind each other. Uh yeah, that's that's a tough one. I think for me what I remember of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers' relationship was that he that Favre wasn't too keen on sort of tutoring or mentoring. Yeah, correct. Rodgers, and I guess between Rodgers and Love, I don't, I don't necessarily hear any stories about you know Rodgers kind of deflecting that and saying that's not my job. It's not my job, you know, to make the ne- to groom the next quarterback for the Packers. But I'm not, I'm not really hearing it the other way either. So. I know. I guess with that, you kind of got to assume it's somewhere in the middle, right? I mean, if it if it was one way or the other, you'd you'd hear about it. And I don't. I just I, I think the relationship is probably good, probably better than than Favre Rogers had. But I don't know that what Rogers learned from Favre is also, you know, being uh being taught to uh, love like it was to Rogers. I feel like Rogers is the more you, know, you said it, Dylan. He's the he's more of a surgeon. He's got that. He's more cerebral when he's you know under center. But Favre was not that. I mean, for the longest time, he didn't know what a nickel defense was, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if he, he doesn't even now. But you know, I <laughs> I don't. I guess that's the way I see it. Rogers, Rogers could be mentoring Love a lot more than he got mentored by Favre, but he also might not. And I don't. I don't think either way is bad. Like Johnny said, he's still a first round pick. He's still a capable quarterback what i've seen of jordan love this year if i were to project him starting for the packers next season which we've talked about johnny will not happen right just you know contract situation all that shit yeah um i can see him at best getting this team to like nine and eight at like the very best this team that we have right now 
And I think that would be a, a great success for him, right? To come in and start a whole season and go nine and eight. I'd take that for sure right off the bat. You so, assume you're only going to get better beyond that. If, if I might follow up as the humble Vikings fan on this podcast. Do I mean, the premise of three for three HOF, like it's out there. Oh, yeah. Only the Green Bay Packers. I mean, that is not an, a, a thing that exists. Mac Jones ain't going to be HOF. Like we're, we are not looking at yeah. other franchises being able to potentially compound on this. I don't necessarily think that what he's shown has given there any indication that that would be a possibility. That said, so you you have the possibility of triple HOF, but then I'll compound it with a completely different re- uh, direction question. Y- you've debatably invested as much as the Minnesota Vikings in your defense with just as little to show. What is with specifically the Vikings and the Packers in the NFC North that does not allow them to apparently put together a competent defense? I don't remember a good defense in Green Bay since 2010. I agree. Let's go. Like, what did you just say? Nick Shields, boy. Sam Shields. Oh, Sam Sh- Shields. Sam Shields. <laughs> sorry, Nick Collins. Sam, Sa- sorry, Sam Shields and Nick Collins. That's I got him tongue tied. <laughs> elites, the elites. Yeah, that is kind of a weird, dile- you know, I, I don't know what you call it, but you know, to have yeah, just field kind of underperforming defenses for sure, and to have pretty high powered offenses is is frustrating. Like I don't. And, you know, you don't see it very often where you have, you know, a number one defense and a number one offense on a team. But, God, the the difference in, you know, where offense and defense is ranked for both teams in the last, you know, 10 or so years is just, like, as a fan, it's so frustrating, right, to see your team. And it's like the Lions this year. They got to average, you know, what, the in the top three for points scored. And their defense is just like just the polar opposite. I mean, they make for really fucking fun games, but when it comes down to it, you don't be losing, you know, 55 51 every week because. Got it. It, it. it happened again, Dylan. We, we, we lost him for a second week in a row, but uh, he'll, he'll probably drop, jump back on here in a second. Um, I, I t- t- oh, oh. Yeah, I'm t- sorry to hear that. Let's talk a whole bunch of shit right now. While he's gone. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. He's he's already back on here. But I, I Tim and I, Tim and I kind of talked about this a little bit last week. Where, uh, I mean, how how much are you allowed to put on coaching and and where where's that balance between coaching and players? Because I agree that uh, it, it seems like the Packers' mo has just been a mediocre defense over the past decade and change. Um, but it's not as, as if the pieces aren't there, which, which is kind of what you're saying. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's that fine line between how much blame are you going to put on coaching? Or are you just going to continue to have this revolving door of, you know, DCs? I, Go ahead. Well, and I, I gotta say from a, from a overarching standpoint of the NFL, um, you know, the Packers were debatably ahead of the game in the sense that like, 
a hot young coach with a dynamic offense and a plan for how to win that championship has become what everybody has been looking for. Absolutely. And I got to be honest, if you, if you let that wash out and, and Matt LaFleur goes somewhere else and is dynamic and does what he does or whatever happens, like there's only going to be ownership to look at after that, because I will say that like, I, I don't think anybody can say that, the Packers haven't been able to feel the dynamic team. I mean, honestly, any year with Rodgers, you should be ready to win the ship, which is what everybody says. But he needs a team around him. And at the same time, I still think that the, the that Green Bay has done an adequate job putting that team around him to, to a degree. Um, but you, you, if you, like I said, if you let that kind of new coaching dynamic wash out, and then like, who do you bring in? Do you bring in a skinnier Mike McCarthy? Because that's not a good look, man. That ain't a good look for the franchise. And that's not a good look for all these people who hold pieces of paper and call themselves owners. Yeah. And I, well, yeah, until you, until you know how that new coach would turn out, you're just assuming that that by doing that, you're just accepting a kind of a regression for the next handful of years. You have to, right? Absolutely. Right. Well, yeah, I, when you were talking about that, that like non, I, I immediately thought of Mike McCarthy. It's like, yeah, we just go back to the last couple of years of having Mike McCarthy and, you know, pump out really basic, uninteresting offense and just like a mediocre defense. Like, that's cool. But with like a superstar quarterback, like, what the fuck? I actually <laughs> say this as a person who does not, I mean, I don't mean to pick on Mike McCarthy specifically because I'm a Vikings person, but also like you can't really dictate it to Andy Reid because Super Bowls and like it's, but like there is a certain old guy dynamic offense that just does not do what it used to do in the NFL anymore. And you, you have now kind of a new fresh dynamic that, has been popularized by the Sean McVays. Sure, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Have you seen his girlfriend? Have you guys seen Sean McVay's girlfriend? No, but I'm I'm Googling her right now. She's okay, really so smart, listen, Johnny. Do that, look at those brains, and then think about the fact that, like, that's you've got that in Matt LaFleur. The Vikings have that in KOC. The Lions do not have that in Dan Campbell. And the Bears well, are the Bears. So they're, you know what I'm saying? Like there are two teams in the NFC North right now that have that vision. If the Packers let LaFleur wash and then bring in, I mean, sweet Jesus, guys, can you even imagine if Belichick washed out of New England and came to Green Bay? Mm. I seriously don't know if that would even be a winning formula. I don't know that that would, and this may sound ludicrous, uh, in today's NFL, as 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 we're talking about, I don't know that that would be an upgrade. Um, I I think it is absolutely every everybody wants a cut from the McVeigh tree, and it seems like that's what we continue to see organizations looking for a new head coach every year going after. Right? By the way, absolutely, uh, McVeigh's girlfriend looks like a twenty two year old smoke show, and she looks like she's bombshell. She looks like she's extremely smart from the neck down. Mm. Now look up Ron I mean, Rivera's I've wife. With her. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! No, yeah, I I think it's a it's a McVeigh world. Uh, it's the it's the young guy, high powered offense. That's what people want, right? 
Well, I think that you you have to bring a certain manner of like new era professionalism to being a young coach because you you not only have the new dynamic offense and are able to put those people around you or successfully or not, but like there is a new social media call it PC, call it whatever you want to call it. Like there's a new era to navigate. There is a new thing that can elevate your team from a, just a public viewing standpoint that if you are a Kevin Stefanski for the Browns, you can achieve. I mean, look at that dude. That dude literally like had a complete washout of Baker Mayfield, the complete collapse of his team. And then he, then he uh, traded a bunch of money for a freaking sex offender and still somehow the Browns are not canceled. How like literally in the age of Twitter, the Browns are not canceled. This this is the thing that nobody talks about. And yet I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that like there is just some really intelligent people navigating not only that social media, but that team. And also like they are able to fly not completely at the bottom of the NFL anymore. And so they are kind of like a new era Vikings in the sense that, you know what? We can make our fan base happy with nine and eight. Hmm. I, uh, I think, yeah, I think a good comparison to that too is like, think of Bill Belichick, like just get him in your mind and then think of Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Like two <laughs> polar opposite characters in like literally every sense of the word. Right. Like, I, yeah, like if you like you said earlier, Dylan. Like, imagine next year the Packers ditch Lafleur and get Bill Belichick. That is like not sound appetizing to me. I will not order that from the menu. But Mike McDaniel, which is yeah. insane, send him our way. Can you imagine five years ago Packers fans being like, "Wow, well, I don't want Bill Belichick." What team five years ago would say that they do not want Bill Belichick to come and be their head coach? I'm only saying it like how you said from like the public, like the PR social media standpoint. Right. Right. No, like, I agree. As a, like from an image, like, yeah, I, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Fuck Bill Belichick. Shit. Any fan saying that, I bet there's, I bet pack fans aren't the only ones saying that. I don't know which, who would you rather have Bill Belichick or Kevin O'Connell? <laughs> KOC. Right. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My boy do got a strong job on. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's the real debate yeah. here is uh, who's better looking, uh, LaFleur or McConnell? The Miami coach. Yeah, that great point. I mean, he's definitely got he's definitely got the better personality. That's for sure. I was going to say, I can't I can't pull my name or pull his name off the top of my head, but he's like the that Pete, bastard is a devil. Yeah, he's like the Pete Davidson of the NFL, right? He's just... Yes. That's Mike McDaniel. That's what I said earlier, isn't it? Oh. Is I, it? I thought you meant McDaniels. No, it's Mike McDaniel, I think is his name, the Dolphins head coach. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I agree. I thought I heard plural, so that's a fair point. I, I thought you were totally talking uh, Vegas's Yeah, that I was talking about Josh McDaniels. Yeah, that's our bad. Not the guy I was referring to. That is a. Uh, but no, I think I think it's what important. What is important? Shit. What's important to remember when talking about uh, the aesthetic of coaches, Johnny, is geographic region, right? Mike McDaniel would probably not do well north of 
you know, four ninety four or six ninety four. However, Jeff Saturday would probably, you know, have a lot of success nor the six ninety four. Uh would you say if you put McDaniel up against You know, Tim, you kinda look like Jeff Saturday. Just throwing that out that's there. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I don't know if I, I I'd have to take a long hard look at I'd have to stare at Jeff Saturday for a while. To Jeff Saturday is a good looking guy. To try and see that. But I think if you take Tim, if 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 you take McDaniel and uh either Dylan's or, or our our head coach, I think McDaniel does better north of, you know, Highway Ten up in our old stomping grounds because he looks more like that guy that's uh you know, the the everyday welder that's uh McDaniel? Yeah. No versus KOC? No, I'm saying I'm saying he fits Campbell looks like the everyday welder. He fits in yeah, oh no, you are Campbell, absolutely correct. Cam- but I'm saying Campbell Campbell looks like he works in concrete. <laughs> Hell yeah, he does. That's your construction supervisor right there, bitch. Uh that is you know, you guys are absolutely right. No doubt. Hey, it's five oh it's five oh five, you're late for work zone. So. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. Well that's uh uh Dylan, the the Lions game, your thoughts? Uh, you are not going to get very far in the playoffs with the 32nd ranked defense. Um, that said, I mean, Justin Jefferson is just an absolute talent. It is, it is awesome to see him work. Um, there's definitely some kinks in the offense that you've got to work out in the sense that you got way too cute trying to have Dalvin throw that uh, little jump pass to Johnny Munt. Um I like that you're trying to weaponize various unknown names um, to the rest of the NFL anyways in your offense in your first year. But at the same time, KOC, keep it simple. You've got some talent. You're unexpected. Just go into the playoffs. Try to beat somebody. Mm. Watching Jefferson Jefferson uh, just inflate my fantasy football score every week is so much fun he is i so dylan i don't i don't remember randy moss like a whole lot like in his you know how how he played the game or whatever like but i seem to remember him being like really fast right and his ability to just get open vertically was like his thing right does that sound right oh absolutely throw the ball deep take the top off the defense and justin jefferson to me can definitely do that. Maybe not quite to the extent as Moss could, but he can catch anything thrown his way in any coverage at, at any speed at any, you know, whatever he just is like a vacuum. And that is to me more fun to watch, right? Cause he, he, he's all over the field. It's not the same play over and over and over again. It's, it's just all over the field. He can, he can, pull in anything and it's it's just a it's a pleasure to watch that's the kind of talent right, the Packers so have been lacking for so many years I'm, I'm gonna go a little weird on y'all here and and this is just kind of a, a a reach take but do you guys remember a man by the names of Heinz Ward yes sir oh, yeah. yeah and Super Bowl MVP Heinz Ward way back in the day now Heinz Ward, in his prime, 
was the slowest clocked receiver on the 40 in the NFL. And he was a Pro Bowl wide receiver. An absolute technician at route running. And he had a guy join his team around the end of his career by the name of Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes caught a certain catch against the Arizona Cardinals that I hope you guys potentially remember. And I have to say, I really believe that a dynamic between Heinz Ward and Santonio Holmes is what you have in Minnesota between Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Because I think that that Adam Thielen is very much so a Heinz Ward. Like he is an absolute exceptional route runner. He can catch passes well contested. He's a possession wide receiver through and through. And when you mix those core fundamentals with somebody with the talent of a Justin Jefferson, and yes, Antonio Holmes, probably not as talented as JJ, but I think you get something really exceptional when you bring that game dynamic to somebody with the physical ability that Justin Jefferson has. Um, and honestly, it won Pittsburgh a Super Bowl, and I'm hoping it does the exact same for the Vikings. I think another comp with that is, you know, always going back to the Packers, like Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, right? Or or Cobb or, or Cobb or, or Nelson, like that combo, right? Because I remember Jordy being just like that sprinter, and he could just get up the field so quick. He was always open downfield. And you got Cobb, who's kind of, you know, just steadily going down the field, getting those quick, you know, slants. I, I will say, though, Tim, not to cut you off entirely, though, but, like, I, I would honestly compare Jordy closer to the white Trell Owens than I would to Heinz Ward because he could physical his way out of routes where, like, he couldn't get jammed. You couldn't jam Jordy Nelson. If, if you see guys that, like that meet Adam Thielen at the line of scrimmage, if they're a big cornerback, they beat him. But then he finds a way to like run that route correctly. Jordy Nelson never got beat at the line of scrimmage because he, I mean, his shoulders were massive. <laughs> yeah, but I had it the other way around, Dylan, where where Jordy was the San Antonio Holmes and the the possession receiver was Cobb or Jennings. But wasn't wasn't Jordy there before? Jennings, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm just comparing them like uh, when just, they're on the team together. Just position. You yeah, can't have the, that. You can't have that teacher. You can't have that teacher-student relationship if you're there afterwards. Is I, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, I and okay, I, I guess I, I guess I messed that part in the beginning. I well, thought you were just talking about the yeah, no, no, no worries. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Sure. Well, and Dylan, I I totally get what you're saying between those two, Thielen and and JJ is. Uh, I mean, there's obviously a, a level of respect there, uh, and I've I've talked countless times on this podcast just about your receiving core and your team as a whole. When when you do have stars like JJ, there's there's no drama, there's no prima donna uh, behavior going on, which I think is essential for uh, success or long term success. And it just seems like those two specifically, JJ and Thielen complement each other very very well not only on the field but it seems as though they they get a well they get along very very well off the field uh uh too which i think is super beneficial for your team well it felt like uh Diggs and thielen got along off the field 
too. Yeah, you but know, but, I, but I felt like it, it, yeah, go ahead. But Diggs kind of Diggs held a little bit of that prima donna a- a- attitude that I'm talking about, whereas it seems like you've never gotten that from JJ, where he's arguably the best, but he doesn't flaunt it. You, you know what I mean? Like he's very much so a uh, team first player. I mean, how long until you get to Devonte status, though? Mm. You know what I mean. How how long do you get to? I, so yes, I completely agree. He he has not come into his own in the sense that he's like trying to own his ego in the NFL. At the same time, we've seen it happen to the quote unquote humblest of players, even when they're literally positioned with a. HOF quarterback, I'm not necessarily trying to insinuate that Devontae asked to leave like Diggs did because I don't think that's necessarily a fair comparison. But at the same time, that happened for both those teams. One of them left for one reason, the other one left for another reason. Either way, both of y'all lost your top wide receivers. And I think that no matter how that shakes down, it's a bad look. And yeah, I'm glad we got JJ. That was super fucking lucky. That was that was super super lucky. I mean, honestly, it it really was. And you know, say whatever you will about the old regime and Spielman, um, but you don't get receivers like Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, or Devonte Adams every draft. Yeah, you're you're. I don't know. You're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> have you ever? I mean, just because just because you mentioned it, but have you ever stumbled across that TikTok of? Uh, um, Zimmer and Spielman and the whole organization sitting on Zoom during that draft when they yes. re- when they realized <laughs> that JJ fell. Uh, yeah. So you're absolutely right. No, I don't. I, I mean, I think all you had to do was watch that national championship game, and you knew that uh, Justin Jefferson was something special. So that was cool to see. Absolutely, and I don't. You know, who who knows if he comes into his own, uh, and he starts to own that ego. I just. I mean, year three, everything, and and I've told Sam on the podcast here too. I'm like, hey, one of the biggest things you got going for you is your your guys are are playing like a team. Nobody's about self; they're all about each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that that's what it takes to win the ship, right? Is to actually have like a con- a team that'll you know work well together and play off each other's dynamics. I, I will say though that like. As, as great as Kirk O'Chains is and as wonderful as like the new dynamic of the non-Zimmer era has become, you're still just not going to win playoff games with a 32nd ranked defense. And you're not going to win playoff games with a, a Patrick Peterson led secondary with Harrison Smith, you know, kind of in the brink and, and figuring out how we're going to plug Cam Bynum and Duke Shelley into our into our cornerback system. So there, there there are some serious gaps there in the sense that if you if you want to ride the wave, absolutely do so. We should be totally happy. We should be insanely happy with where we are. If the first time with a new coach and a new or and a new uh, GM and you win the division, you should be absolutely thrilled. At the same time, if you're holding high end playoff expectations, uh, you know don't. Don't make plans right away necessarily because as, as sad as it is to say, uh, this does have the whole win the division, losing the first round of the playoffs, Vikings team written all over it. Mm. 
Well, with that, I mean, just because you're bringing it up, uh, well, I'll, I'll ask you this, and then we can segue into who knows it better here. But as we kind of inch closer, you guys are uh, you're taking the division. I think it's safe to say the Vikings are are winning the NFC North. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, it's possible that they end up with a high seed. I think all of us here think that that's very likely. Uh, is there, just for you personally, is there matchups that you'd prefer come wildcard weekend or after a first round bye potentially, or is there matchups that, that you'd very much like to avoid or you kind of just bring them all on? Fuck it. Let's go. I think you have to be scared of a healthy Washington defense and a healthy Dallas defense. Um, I don't necessarily fear our offense's ability to outpace um, the Washington offense um, as much as Taylor Heineke would like to come into U.S. Bank Stadium and bust up his former team. Uh, I don't see that being a reality. That said, I can see their defensive line and their uh, their linebackers in particular giving us some serious trouble. Um, but, you know, Irv Smith is back too. And so you suddenly KOC comes out of, you know, the regular season running TJ Hawkinson and KOC is dual tight ends. And nobody's ever seen that look before. And it's like, holy shit, one guy's fast and one guy can kind of block. And what do we even do here? I mean, you really don't know what this new era is going to do. Um, but I, I think that looking back on on previous mashups in, in the uh, regular season, you can tell that there are some serious deficiencies when it comes to our ability to stop uh, an intense linebacker rush. And a lot of that has to do with up front, but also it has to do with our ability to adjust. And I think that we've got some solid tackles, uh, guards. Our offensive line in general is very solid in the initial contact. Uh, where we struggle is picking up those those second level blitzes, um, and I think that that's that that is the thing that both Washington and Dallas do very very well. Uh, Micah Parsons, in particular, you know, can can bring the heat in that sense. So we'll we'll see where we actually land, but I think that anybody who's got a, a, a significant linebacking core that can actually bring the blitz, we're going to struggle against. Um, and our only hope in that situation is to outpace their offense. Mm, yeah. Okay. So if you were going to, just for the listener, if you were going to deal in an absolute, uh, first round, we're losing to blank. First round, we're definitely moving on from blank. Give us two names. It's tough. He doesn't want to pick a team he's going to lose to. <laughs> well, they'll use this as bulletin board material. That's they, what they'll use. So, they'll use so crazy enough, and I, and, and I don't think it would actually shake out this way. So I don't. Can can I give you a second level team? Because I got to be honest, I'm not as scared of San Francisco as other people are making it out for us to be. I'm, I actually I'm think that we are this year. I think we're this year's reverse San Francisco because we match up brilliantly with them. Okay. So that's I mean, absolutely. So, wonderfully. so that's your win. Yes. I would, I would, I would say that it push comes to shove. If the Minnesota Vikings meet the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs, the Minnesota Vikings will win that game, no matter what round it's in. You know, what's really funny about you saying that Dylan is that's exactly how we felt about the 49ers <laughs> last year. <laughs> Going into uh, going into the divisional round against the Niners at home. 
We that's never thought we were going to lose that game. No, that's, you know, that's, that is not the matchup we wanted. And in, in, in fact, I said on the podcast, one team I didn't want to play in the playoffs was the 49ers. However, Tim and I both said week of leading up to it, we're like, no, there's, there's no chance we're losing this game. Come on, baby. We're one seed Green Bay. We're not losing the 49ers <laughs> at home. Well, as we were sitting in the stands at Lambeau Field, just during that entire game, like during the game, we never thought we were going to lose ever. Yeah. And that definitely had, the, had to do with the fact that the game was at like 730. And I think we had started drinking like 12 hours prior to that. So, oh, I was I, I was <laughs> we three. I was three sheets and I, I did not feel any negative feelings towards that game until Goldhead was kicking the game winning field goal. Until it had actually gone through the uprights, in my mind, my drunk ass mind was saying, "No, we're we're good, we're fine." Yeah. Such we're with Aaron you, Dylan. We're, uh, we're not we're not scared of the Niners at all. But okay, there goes Tim again. Uh, he'll hop on here in a second. So, Dylan, the the one team, uh, the the one team that's gonna have you meet your demise. You you've said you're not afraid of the Forty ers You you think you can get past them? Uh, what's the what's the team name that's this you're, is bullshit. That that you're going to meet your demise against. <laughs> so so we're definitely not looking forward to to Dallas. I mean, obviously yeah, that rematch. Yeah. I think Philly Philly is a complete conundrum. Um, although I will say I don't think that they necessarily match up well against us. Um, despite the early season destruction, uh, I actually think our defense is is pretty well set to to slow down a Jalen Hurts type offense. Uh, so I, I would have to say probably the Cowboys. And also, I mean, you got to be worried about Washington round one in the sense that if their defense can really get to you, that's going to be problematic. Well, and that's a Taylor Heineke revenge game at its finest right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I love the guy, um, but the Vikings even, even be before the Zimmer era ended, the West Coast offense just does not do very well against the prevent defense, and so I think the one thing Ed Donatel is equipped to stop is is a Deacon Dunk type offense. Hmm. Well, perfect. Well, well, well. There you go, everybody. There's, uh, there's, there's the Vikings' imminent outcome of their of their 2022 season. Brought to you by Dylan. Uh, we're gonna move into a. Who knows it better here? We're going to keep Dylan on as a, as a guest, uh, and and we're going to battle it out here, see how he can fare in Who Knows It Better. But before that, uh, we'll run a quick ad here, and then we will jump in to that. Who Knows It Better? Who Knows It Better? This is the part of the show where we rotate hosts. Uh, this week, Tim is the host. Tim has a topic that Dylan and myself do not know. Uh, he's come up with five questions within that topic. Uh, first time through, we will go through. Dylan and I will write down our answers. Then we'll go back through and see who has the most correct. Whoever has the most correct will be this week's winner. If if we end with the same amount correct, we will go into a tiebreaker to determine a winner. Tim luckily cannot win this week because he's the host and he does currently hold the most wins so far this season. Yeah, the view from the top is uh, looking pretty good. I'm eight and two. Johnny's four and five, and same as two and eight. This week, uh, Dylan's performance will uh, reflect in Sam's standing. So, 
Oh, really? We're not. We're we're not. Whatever. It'll just be Sam. I'm undefeated. I don't want that. I don't want that Sam shade coming in my direction. Yeah, I was going to say Dylan. Dylan needs his own. We're going to count it towards Sam's standing, though. Yeah, well, there we go. On the season, we'll count. Sam gets a plus week then. Oh, shut the fuck up, Dylan. We'll we'll count it on we'll we'll count it on Sam. <laughs> yeah. We'll count it on Sam's season, but but Dylan as a guest, if if he is to ever come back on again, uh will be 0-1 if he ever plays who knows it better again. So <laughs> I mean, unless he wins, he'll be one and all. That's that's a, <laughs> a, a great point. Okay, Tim. Uh so Dylan, all this right. is this is kind of when we guess what we think Tim's category is. Um and and with it being December, I'm going to say uh, your category is uh winter storms. Ooh, that's a good guess. Is it is it so it's anything related? It could be it's anything. Just anything. It just could be anything yep. under the sun. Dylan, would you like me to read some go... categories that we've done so far this year? Well, I, I see. I was just gonna go right off the bat and and, and guess like childhood milk. Okay. You know, like the Lisa Ann variety. There you go. That's a guess. Uh, that's incorrect. Um, okay. Close though. I can hope. Close. Close. Uh, so when I when I go, I usually kind of pick out a day or a, a you know relative, you know, something relevant or relevant to. Uh, this time of year. Do you guys happen to know what today is? The 12th. I mean, I know it's your 30th birthday. It is my 30th birthday. <laughs> okay. So my category my category uh, for today is me. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. I love it. Uh, we've done something kind of similar to this when we did spouses. Uh, but those are more He's like... He's got a birthmark on his questions. Yeah. Do I get any points? Yeah. That? No. Not at all. But no, this this is just this is just about Tim and all things Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. I like it. And it'll be interesting because Dylan and Tim went to college together and Tim and I went to high school together. So we'll see uh we'll, we'll see who knows Tim better. And you guys, yeah, I mean, this will be fair. None of the questions are, you know, one way or the other. So this this will be a fair matchup. Dylan, you're still with us? I believe. Oh, I'm here, man. Okay, perfect. So the, the way we're going to do this is if you got a notes app on your phone or something, we write it down as we go. Just so that way we stay honest when we go back through. If, you know, I read off an answer that, that you wanted, you, you're not going to change it. You're just going to read what you had written down. I'll pull up a Word document right now. We're good to go. Perfect. And no Googling any of these questions either. Yeah, okay. No, I, that sounds good. That would ruin the fun, my man. Especially for this category. <laughs> Listen, I All like right, you guys. Are you guys ready this to go? podcast ain't that serious. Who knows it better? <laughs> We're ready. Tim, Tim, Tim Topic. Let's go. Question number one. How much did Tim weigh when he was born? And this will be this will be to the nearest ounce. And it'll be closest to. How much? And we're just Tim writing them down. Was just write down your answer, and then we'll go back through after you answer them, and, and you'll you'll blurt about then. Question number two: 
when Tim was a child, he carried here. around he carried around a doll. The name of that doll was Baby Blank. Baby Blank. What was Tim's doll that he carried around when he was a child? Baby Blank. You guys good? Got it. Yep. Question number three. Before moving to the fabulous town of North Branch, where did Tim and his family live? I, I, I honestly don't know that one. I'll give you a hint. It is in Minnesota. Oh, shit. Your dad went to Kearney. That's all you're getting. All right, question number four. Who did the Packers play at Tim's first NFL game? Who did the Packers play at Tim's first NFL game? It was at Lambeau Field. All right, question number five. This music what is was brutal, Tim... guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> question number five. What was Tim's first car? And in order to get this correct, you need to have the color, the make, and the model. Jesus Christ. I need color, make, and model. I'm going to feel like a shitty friend after this round. No kidding. This one That's around. all right. I'm actually going to be kind of mad if you guys get this one. <laughs> Are you serious? All right. You guys ready to go back to the beginning? Okay. Yeah. That was it? Wait, hold on. How many answers was I supposed to have? Five? Yep. Five. Five. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> Go and if it. we do tie Dylan, there will be a tiebreaker. Okay. All right. Uh, question number one. How much did Tim weigh when he was born? Uh, Johnny, you go first. Uh, I said eight pounds, 15 ounces. I said nine pounds, 12 ounces. <laughs> okay. I I had to text my mom this this morning and ask her what, what, I, was, uh, what I was born at. And she said, uh, nine pounds, 12 ounces. Jeez. Oh, wait. It may have been nine pounds, 13 ounces. No way. <laughs> Dylan got it on What the, a strike on the, on the head. Oh, let's go, college. Lick my taint, high school. <laughs> uh, I texted my mom back and I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no shit. Holy <laughs> cow. That big. That's a tough that's a, push. That's a turkey. That's all right, uh, good job, Dylan. Well done. Uh, all right, on to question two. Um, what? Uh, uh, when Tim was a child, he carried around a doll. The name of the doll was Baby Blank. Uh, Dylan, I said Binks. I said Bobby Binks. I said Bobby, Baby Bobby, Baby Bobby. Okay, so the the doll that I carried around, 
carried her around for a very long time. My mom said that she had to sew her arms back on like a Shit. half dozen times. Shit. Her name was Baby Sweet Jessica. Animal. Jessica. Okay. Baby Thanks, Morty. Jessica. It's kind of fucked yeah. up, but I mean, all right. I think I carried her around up. for like an unhealthy number of years, but <laughs> all right, we're, we're, uh, so no one got that one right. Dylan's still in the lead, one nothing. All right, going on to question three. Before moving to the fabulous town of North Branch, where did Tim live, uh, Johnny? Uh, I, I have no idea, so I put Shakopee. Uh, okay, Dylan. I put Stillwater. Ooh, neither of those are right. Uh, we moved from one NB to another NB. The first one being New Brighton. New Brighton. Brighton. Oh, Brighton. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah it, I was. Yeah, right e- I, right that's funny because I was either going to say Shakopee or New Hope. Not New Brighton. Oh, but New yeah. Hope. You would have been wrong either where, way. Where I so I got to be honest though, Tim. Like so uh, through uh, uh, Big Dick Scott Bossard. Like, I only ever knew you to come from North Branch. So I, I had no idea. You didn't know I came from North Branch? No, he only knew you to no, come I said, from North Branch. I said Branch. only, like, knowing knowing Scott, which is how I met oh, you. Oh, sure. I yeah, literally yeah. only yeah, yeah. ever knew you guys to come from, from North Branch. Well, I moved to North Branch when I was, like, seven. So, yeah. Didn't have a lot of time in, in New Brighton. Mm-hmm. All right, so neither of you got that right. Uh, And we're on to question four. Uh, And Dylan, you'll answer this one first. Uh, Who did the Packers play at Tim's first NFL game? The Bears. Uh, I put the Vikings. So, fun fact, I've actually never been to a Bear game. Never been to a Packer-Bear game. All the games I've been to. My uh, my first game was at the age of nine years old on November fourth, two thousand one, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jesus fuck! It was a twenty-one twenty victory. Nice, nice, nice win, Dylan. Nice win. <laughs> right, there's, still one, there's still one more here. There's still yeah, one okay. more. Johnny, not, I can't believe you're not going to get this. Nice one. win, Dylan. The one that neither All of us right. are going to get. Tim, I don't so remember your car. Well, that sucks. Okay. Question number five. What was Tim's first car? Uh, Johnny, any guesses? Uh, Color, make, and model. I put a black Ford Fusion. Dylan? I'm sorry, but the correct answer is a red Honda Civic. Oh, fucking A. That's right. It's the, Dylan it's the got Honda. It it's the, the Honda. It was a red Honda Civic. Uh. Yep. Dylan, Dylan left uh, many of uneaten uh, double cheeseburgers in the back Dylan, seat of the car. D- Dylan, I swear, the second you said, ha, I, p- I, I could literally see <laughs> the vehicle. I could see it. So, full disclosure, my, my main man, Tim, when we lived at uh, our college drinking house of 208, he got in a little, little car bumpy accident up on the uh, intersection from our house. And uh, that forever embedded that car in my mind. And then also, he lent that car to me and my now wife uh, when we needed to make an immediate run back to the Twins at one point. So I feel like I had some inside information on that one. But uh, Tim, I got you, man. Red Honda Civic, it'll never die. No, you're you are absolutely right. Uh, t- 
Tim, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying now, where you're like, I both you should be able to get this. You're, I, I, I shit you not. The second the H came out of his mouth, I could literally <laughs> see the car in my head. Oh, fuck me. So there it is. If if uh, Dylan ever comes back, he will be returning as uh, an undefeated who knows it better participant. Do you guys know? Who knows it better? Uh, Dylan knows it better this week. God damn it. Did you want to hear the tiebreaker? Yeah, let's hear it. The tiebreaker was, uh, what was Tim's batting average his senior year of high school? Jesus Christ, Tim. <laughs> Stay in those glory days, buddy. <laughs> go ahead Dylan what was it it was a good average too I'm gonna go with a uh, .25 Jesus Christ .250 okay. uh, the, price is right. the price is right let's go with .27 it was 308 I betted three, enough to win the oh, batting title in the matrix you, Daddy. okay damn Damn. Yeah, we had kind of a short year too because of weather. I went like seventeen for forty nine or something like that. It wasn't uh, wasn't a lot of plate appearances. But, uh, you yeah, guys, you I I that that Honda is gonna haunt me for a while. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be days from now that that's gonna haunt me. Oy. Well, lucky for you, Johnny, it didn't matter. I mean, even if you got it right, it wouldn't have mattered. But. Uh, yeah, Tim, that, I told you. you I told you if you guys write it down. that one right, it was going to kind of piss me off. Yeah, damn. Did, did you, did you want to know how long it took me to write it down? I bet you didn't even about write it down. Second. You just remembered it. About a half second. No, about a half. Second. No, I wrote. I wrote it down. I, I legitimately was like thinking to myself, "I'm like, I, I could email these ahead of time to make sure I'm not cheating right here." No, no, we we you know fully trust all our guests. I was, well, how would so I what's Google even that? funnier is that car, Dylan. What did Tim uh, drive in high school? It's not like that's <laughs> going to show up on Google. Uh, <laughs> Just imagine Dylan, though, six six, you know, large fella driving <laughs> the fucking uh, tiny red Honda Civic. Well, that car was even small for me. I wonder what Dylan and I would look like standing next to each other. It looked like did Shaq. We, did we meet at the game? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, maybe we did. Maybe we did stand next to each other. It would look like Shaq standing next to Shaq's dick. Maybe. But Who's, okay, so you have to explain <laughs> more here, though, because I feel like I need to know who is Shaq and who is Shaq's dick. Well, I would. I'm not disappointed with either. I would definitely be your your five foot three schwanz. So <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Dylan and I lived together for a, a pretty long time. He has quite an impressive package. I can tell you that. Wow, guys. Confirmed. This is this is so flattering here. I mean, I, mean I, I know you appreciate me being on your show, but like really, you don't have to keep keep it coming. Keep it coming. Seriously, keep it That's, coming. That's I don't did I, I not did I not mention that in the intro? I thought I brought it up. Did we right. not mention just the sheer <laughs> fucking girth of of Dylan's ding? There we go. This is why I came on this podcast. <laughs> finally, oh, excuse me. Yeah, this finally, is why it's I arrived on uh, this podcast. <laughs> oh, daddy! <laughs> Good God! <laughs> no, I swear, we Dylan, didn't hear the Biden bit once. The Biden? Bit? I don't know if we heard the Biden sound bit once. Wait, what's the Biden sound bit? Wait, hold on. You know why? You know why we didn't hear it though? It's because 
we actually have a civil, you know, competent, easy talking Viking fan to go back and there was no animosity. No one got pissed off today. You know what? Good. You know what? That's a great point. That's why this, you didn't hear it. This this combo's been way too fucking chummy. I don't get Go, Pack, go. I was going to say, are you trying to tell me I don't get fired up enough for you guys? Listen, <laughs> if you want me to go Paul Allen on the bit, I can do it. You like I mean, that? Let me tell you. <laughs> I do like that. I do like that. Uh, yeah, no. no we're just used to, we're say, just used to talking say, if you, if you to want, you know, unreasonable Vikings. shock thing. drop before it's all said and done, here we go. Here's your shock drop. At the end of the day, Kirk Cousins is going to be reveled as a better Vikings quarterback than the Bears will have out of the young boy. Jesus Christ. Hmm. You know, you know what I, I th- can see that. You I know, could get on board with that. You know what I think about that statement, Dylan? <laughs> there we go. I'm just, I'm just letting it all rip. Okay, Dylan. So here we let's go. Let's hit the soundboard, baby. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's I'm let- hit those buttons. All right, all right, Dylan. So before we, before Tim and I hop into picks here, and before we, before we let you go after this wonderful conversation, I just as as the Viking fan on the show, you you got to play the bit of Sam here for a second. So. This this is this is your task, okay? I want you to muster up some hate for the Green Bay Packers. Think about it for a second, right? The the notorious chant is is the little song followed by a go pack go. But instead of go pack go, I'm I'm gonna play our little Packer sound here, and I want you to throw some Packer hate out. Does that make sense? I'll do my best. Okay. We're, we 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 might we might try it one or two times depending on how good your first one is here. Okay, this is Dylan, the Viking fan for this week's show, uh, hating on the Green Bay Packers. We strive for inadequacy. Jesus Christ. We haven't accomplished anything. God damn. It. We really attempt to be relevant. Ah, there you go. There's Dylan, everybody. Good job. We to play along. All right, Dylan. Hey, uh, uh, we'll say our goodbyes here, but 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 it's been great, uh, great having you on. Great chatting with you. Like Tim said, great to uh, talk with a to a civil Vikings fan, uh, one that knows what he's talking about, one that didn't mind you. To to those listening, did not bitch and complain about. Uh, this past Sunday's referees in the Vikings Lions game once didn't bring it up once, and 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 I was waiting and I was ready and you didn't. Kept it cordial, you kept it fun, kept it interesting. Thanks for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. I really enjoy being on the show. You can follow me at Dylan Michaels on Twitter. I occasionally tweet to Vikings games. Otherwise, uh, for all your custom military Lego needs, make sure to check out Brickmania Toys. Dylan oh, out. Oh shit! All right, yeah, we're checking that out. Okay, buddy, Tim, say your goodbyes, and then and then we're yeah, dropping. Thanks, Dylan. Love you, brother. Take it easy, man. Happy thirtieth. Go get some sleep. Fucking civic. Yeah, have fun with that newborn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to you later, buddy. Thanks for being on. Yeah, take her easy.
All right, everybody. This is uh, that. That was Dylan. Great chat. Uh, great to have him on. Tim, good plug. Uh, we're gonna roll into picks here for this upcoming week. Um, every week we go over our, our weekly winners, and you can participate by emailing bowskybros at gmail dot com with your winners, your NFL winners for the week before kickoff. Don't include Monday night. Uh, we don't count Monday night. If it is your first time. Uh, make sure you include an address where we could send a gift to uh, if if you do win. And make sure you also in- include the name of the boy on the pod you'd like to face. This week it is just Tim and myself. Sam is a cuck. He decided not to show up at all. He didn't even send us his picks. Uh, he's just a, a straight-up bum of a Vikings fan. So he's not participating in in this week's picks. It'll just be Tim and I. Uh, So unfortunately, you emailers actually have some competition this week. Uh, So decide between Tim and I and email those picks, bossbros at gmail.com. But but this past week, uh, it's kind of funny. I'm going (laughs) to throw dirt in my mouth here after just saying that. We did have some emailers, a few that faced you, Tim. And Tim, you sucked this past week. Yeah, not a not a great week by me. Uh some upset games, I'll say. Uh didn't see the Rams pulling it off. Um yeah, yeah I picked the Vikings. I don't think it was a stupid pick to pick the Vikings. No. Uh we all picked the Steelers, you know, Titans, Jags was probably a toss up and you know Dolphins just came out flat. So not to make excuses, but you know, they're they're good games. I yeah, mean, usually for sure. we, I think we our, I think our leading scorer usually gets like nine or ten maybe 11 a week but yeah we uh we averaged like six correct this week i had five i guess we averaged seven you had seven and sam had eight so that brings our weekly pick uh total for the entire season uh with you in the first uh in first place at 124 i am in second at 119 five games behind and sam is at last place with zero correct picks on the season. However, uh, he's not going to be competitive. <laughs> however, there's there there's a, a a big break in the weekly picks here with douchebag Brian, as we found out before we started this podcast, has surpassed myself in overall picks. Is that correct, Tim? Yeah, he. Uh, well, I think he was. He had you last week too, because you guys got the same number of picks this week. Um, but he's at one twenty six, and you're at one twenty four, so he's got you by two. God damn it! Disappointing. Whatever. Douchebag Brian. Whatever it doesn't matter. In the lead. Uh, so, do you want to go over uh, some weekly winners for the week? Yeah. So, uh, sticking on douchebag Brian, he he took a dub because he played you Tim thought he would try his hand at some actual competition and you took a dud this week so he won uh which, on my birthday what the fuck Brian yeah what the hell I mean he's we don't call we don't call him the douchebag for nothing so there's there is that so he he yeah, goes no shit he goes up on what we like to call the d-bag special uh he's sitting at 10 uh the good old double name Mike Mike, I believe, is also sitting at ten with correct, right? With a lot with a loss. With this a week. loss because he, he was 20, at twenty. He lost to Sam because Mike is also a cuck. 
and and he lost, so he went down to ten. Uh, we are gonna throw this out there, uh, Smike Cunt. You know who you are. Uh, if if you want to be a part of the D bag special, we expect consistency in in your weekly emails. The Bowski Bros did not see an email from you this week. You were sitting at thirty. Uh, automatically, you're taking an L and you're going down to twenty simply because. You did not send an email. So figure that shit out. Now, we did have uh, a scenario earlier this year where we thought that the douche didn't send his picks in, and he did prove it to us that he did. He, he forwarded a time-stamped email that we missed in the inbox. Yeah, we have grace. So if you can prove, if you can prove that you actually sent him in, we will accept it and the results of that email. However, a loss from here on out, or a, a missed week of picks will go as a loss for everyone in the D-Bag special. If you are on the D-Bag special, yes. And then we just had a straight-up victor, uh, good old Zach M. Took a dub against you, Tim, and now i got to send him another goddamn Quick Trip gift card. So there you go, Zach. It's coming your way. Congratulations. (laughs) Uh, Everybody, again, if you want to participate, email bossgros at gmail.com. Tim, do you have... uh, do you have spreads up in front of you with games, or do you want me to yep, do it? I, uh, nope, I got them. Okay, uh, I'm just I'm missing two because it was it was from the game earlier today. Um, and because because Sam is not on this week, uh, Tim and I are going to flip a coin for his bro against the spread, and whoever wins gets gets to pick his spread pick for this week because he never texted in a single thing. Including his picks, we won't pick. Uh, we won't like pick. That. We won't pick straight up winners. Sam's just not participating uh, in this week. But uh, as far as bro versus spread, you and I are gonna flip a coin to see who gets to pick that one for him. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, whenever uh, I, for the life of me, Johnny, I can't find the Cardinals, Broncos, or the Patriots, Raiders because they played tonight. Um, uh, I can read off. I can read off games if you have spreads in front of you. Or, or are you saying you don't have spreads? I don't have spreads for those two games because they just played tonight. So if we want to just exclude them, we still have you know four, 15 games to pick from. 13. Which games were those again? The Cardinals-Broncos, Cardinals played tonight, and then the Patriots-Raiders. Yeah, I don't have spreads for either of them either. So we'll just count those ones out. Yeah, we just won't pick them. We'll pick them overall, but uh, not yep. for the spread. So first one I got on the list, uh, we got 49ers at Seahawks. I got the 49ers as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Thursday, December 15th, 49ers at the Seahawks. Uh, I'm I'm going to ride that Purdy train until it proves me wrong, so I'm going 49ers. Yeah, they were scary good against the... The, against the Bucks, was it thirty-five-seven? Some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe call it beginner's oh, no, luck, no. but I don't care. I'm going with them. 49ers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they don't do that again, and I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Terrible pick. Home. All right, moving on. Uh, next, we got Steelers at Panthers. Panthers are a two and a half point favorite. Jesus Christ! And the Panthers just beat the Hawks too. Steelers at Panthers. Fucking A. Uh, I'm going to go Panthers 
simply just because they're at home. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers. All right, next we got Eagles at Bears. Eagles are a nine-point favorite. Eagles. Yeah, I also have the Eagles. Uh, Chiefs at Texans. Jesus Christ. Chiefs, 14-point favorite. Chiefs. At Chiefs. I didn't watch much of the uh, Texans-Cowboys games, but or game, but the Texans hung in there. Yeah. For a while. They did. I mean, they did. Surprisingly. Like they, were, they were ahead for a while, too, there. Surprisingly, they did, yeah. I don't know if that'll carry over. Uh, next, we got, uh, speaking of the Cowboys, Cowboys at Jags. Uh, I'll take Cowboys. I know Jags are kind of hot, but they're not... Con- they're just, they played a hot game. They're not consistent. That's the only thing they have going for them. So, yeah, they're up and down. Every week it's like, oh, the Jags, mate. And they're mad. <laughs> yeah. If they can figure out how to be consistent, uh, Trevor Lawrence is it. He's, he's there for that team, but they're just not consistent. Right. All right. Next, we got uh, Lions at Jets. And I had the line as even. Fuck. Who do you want this one, Tim? I don't. I mean, I'm. I feel like I just want to ride that Lions train. Yeah, I'm going with Lions here. Yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> you think, like, realistically, though, like the Lions say the playoffs ended today and like they were in, like, obviously they'd start on the road. If but they, if they I mean, came, what in, do you think their chances are in the playoffs? If they came in steamrolling the way they are right now, I think they could win Wild Card Weekend. I think they'd be done after divisional. I think it would be one of those, one of those like uh, nobody saw the Browns beating the Steelers a few years ago in the wild card round. They just fucking kicked their ass, and then and then you know got stomped and not stomped, but they lost in the divisional. I think it would be a similar feat where it's everybody would be cheering for the Lions, and it would be super fun for them because they'd win that wild card weekend, and it would just be done after that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you hate, I I don't know. I hate pulling for a division opponent, but Lions, yeah, give them to me. I'd I'd love to cheer for them in the playoffs. All right, next we got Chargers at Broncos. This is one I did not have a line for. Uh, Kyler Murray went out uh, in the Monday night game tonight with a non-contact injury. It looks like he might be done for a while. Are we talking Chargers at Broncos? Is that what you just said? Cardinals at Broncos. Oh, Cardinals at Broncos. I thought you said Chargers. Uh Oh, sorry. Yeah, but Russ Russ Wilson got banged up too. Who's going to be starting for them? Who's going to be the least shitty quarterback? Who's going to suck less? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm going to take the. Uh, who do you, you know what? Who do you pick? don't do it? I'm going to go with the Broncos. I don't <laughs> think I've picked the Broncos ever this year. I'm going to I'm going to take them. Uh, yeah. Who do you pick in that game? Um. Yeah, you're right. I, I'll I'll go with you, Tim. That's fine. I'll take him. Let it ride. Let right, it ride. Let's we got ride. Titans. All right, go ahead. No, you're good. I just said let's ride. <laughs> okay, next. Yeah, Broncos country. That's right. All right, next we got Titans at Chargers. Chargers are a three point favorite. Uh, I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, I got Chargers as well. Uh, next, uh, Bengals at Bucks. Bengals are a three and a half point favorite against the Bucks, and I am taking them. Bengals. 
Yep, all the way. Yeah, Bengals. All right, we got Patriots at the Raiders. Um, and this is one I this is one that I don't have a line for. Yeah, I'll I'll take the Raiders. I am also taking the Raiders. Uh next is a huge division game. Uh Dolphins at Bills. And we got the Bills as a seven and a half point favorite. Bills. Yeah, I'll I'll also take the Bills. The Dolphins kinda kinda got manhandled this yeah, week. I feel yeah, like they were wonky. kind of exposed a little bit. I feel like they've been getting exposed. Yeah. They're I, I saw an article today that called them like at this point in the season the biggest pretenders in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the Bills. I mean it's still it's still fun to watch them though. You know? Yeah. All right, next we got Ravens at Browns. Browns are a three-point favorite. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, I'll take them as well because Ravens don't have Lamar, correct? Didn't last week and they pulled it off. Yeah, okay. I'm still taking the Browns. Yeah, same. Okay, next we got Colts at the Vikings. Vikings are a four-point favorite. Mm. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings. I, yeah, I don't know how. Don't. I also got the Vikings. Next, we got Falcons at Saints. Saints are a four-point favorite. Uh, give me the Falcons. I am going with the Saints. And the last game is last pick game is Giants at Commanders. Should be another fun one. Commanders are a four and a half point favorite. Uh, I just commanders are hot, man. Give them to me. Yep, I am also taking them. Uh, last game, uh, no picks, but uh, the Packers play the Rams on Monday Night Football. Yeah, which, yeah. So we're not picking at that the one. Of this, <laughs> at the beginning of the season, that sounds like a real sexy matchup, but right now it's like, well, after our game against the Bears, I, I, I thought we'd be fine against the Rams. I still think we're going to beat the Rams. Um. <laughs> but the I'm way- just saying from like a national lens, like well, that's not, not exciting now versus well, at the beginning of the season. Oh, for sure. Now it's now it's the five and eight Green Bay Packers who have struggled offensively all season against the Baker Mayfield led Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> that just yeah. just like the NFL drew it up, you know. For sure. All right, so we're gonna just uh Toss a coin for who Sam's going first. So in the picks, uh, I guess I can recap our totals. Uh, Sam went negative last week, picking the Cowboys to cover by 17. Um, so he is at negative 29 and a half. I am at nine and a half in the positive, and you are at 55 and a half. So last week we each picked, uh, I picked the Vikings to cover at plus one, and you picked their opponent, which was the first time we've done that this year. Yeah. Uh, and you picked the Lions at minus one. So worked out uh lions one lions one by 11 uh you got the 10 points and uh we lost or the, the we the vikings lost by 11 so i went negative 10 points so a 20 point swing there uh really good for you so how do you want to do this i got a coin in front of me right now why don't you go ahead and call it and i'll flip it 
winner picks for Sam. Okay. Call it. Heads. It is. You see it on the top of my hand here. Tim can see me. It is Tails. Ah, uh, damn. It is Tails. Can I tell you who I who I think Sam would pick? Uh yeah, go for it. Who do you think he'd pick? So he took the Cowboys at minus 17 last week. I think he would take the Cowboys at minus four and a half over the Jags. I don't know. Sam gets hot on the Jags every once in a while. I I yeah. th- I honestly think Sam would straight up take the Chiefs minus four, 14 or whatever they are over the Texans. I think he'd do it again, back-to-back weeks. Yeah, let's give him that. Okay, we'll give him uh, Chiefs minus 14. That's a fair pick. Yeah. I am going to take... I'm going to take the... I think the Lions are going to win over the Jets. I'll just take him at even. Okay. Yeah, I I guess that's fair. Um, I'm. Uh, what's the Eagles and Bears spread? Nine. Oh, okay. Minus nine for the Eagles. Uh, yeah, it's a little too big for my liking. Even though they might just blow them out, but. Speaking of a little too big for your liking, wasn't Dylan a pleasant guest tonight? Absolutely. Knocked it out of the park. Uh, my favorite part of the whole uh, back and forth was when you asked him a question, he said, Johnny, you seem like a nice guy. That was the <laughs> dumbest question I've ever heard in my life. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Uh, he, uh, he's super witty. He's always been you yeah. know, quick on his toes and, and, and like that. Very well spoken. So no, yeah, I, uh, I liked it for he, sure. He definitely, he definitely put us both in a body bag a time or two, which, you know, is to expect of anyone of his caliber. Yeah, we're, for we're just sure. Not used to it, with Sam. Well, yeah, I don't. Sam is. I. I don't know that we even need to go there. <laughs> no. Yeah, I. I completely agree with you. That, that. That made me laugh. I thought that was funny. That was good. You looked. Uh, the look on your face when he said that. You were like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> that uh, was funny. Oh, did I? Did I have a look on my face? You kind of got a little red. You're like, shit. <laughs> well, maybe it was a dumb... You know, in, in all honesty, it was a dumb question because here I am like, ah, Dylan, what are you most concerned about your uh, Minnesota Vikings? Uh, what what part of the what part of the ball do you do you not like what you're seeing? And he's like, well, <laughs> you, well, you fucking idiot. We just talked about how they're the 32nd <laughs> defense in the NFL. So um, what's the spread with the, the Vikings Colts? Uh, that one was Vikings by four. Yeah, give me the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Okay, I'll take it. Whatever. Even if they even if they win by you know field goal and I lose a point, I'm still gonna beat you guys. So it's all good. Yeah, you're uh you're in a good spot. Yeah, I, I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah, being in your position, I'll take that one for sure. All right. Well, is that it? Is that all she wrote? What else you got, sir? I I got nothing, bro. That's a good wrap on whatever week this was of the NFL. Indeed. Right. I'm, uh, I'm getting ready for playoffs. Oh, by the way, uh, to remind the listeners of how Sam usually operates, forgot to chime in earlier about fantasy football. 
Uh, I officially clinched a playoff spot tonight. Oh, you did. Okay. I beat, uh, I beat, I, so I'm number one. I beat our, I beat the guy in second, Newell. He, uh, he can suck a chode. Absolutely. Uh, and I think there may be a scenario where everyone behind me, like, I think, I think there's like six, maybe five people who could have a shot at getting in beyond me. Well, so. well, I won. So I'm going to go to seven and seven. Yeah, but I was looking at it. If you if best best case scenario for you, I think you have to go to a tiebreaker, and I think you lose the tiebreaker because it's heads up, right? Yeah, I think I think that's how it shakes out for you. I'd have to look at the rest of it. Oh but. man, I just wanted spot yeah. four in the playoffs. I don't even care about coming in third, second, or first. I just want to know that I'm not playing for that speedo ball. That's that's all. Yeah, that's all. I just that, want to know. That was a huge weight off my shoulders tonight when I wanted to like I'm in. <laughs> I'm in the playoff. Oh, that's I cannot funny. lose. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Yeah, so it's that time of year. Uh fantasy football playoffs coming up. Obviously, we're still a month or so away from uh the NFL playoffs, but good time of year. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, everybody, there you go. We had week fourteen in the NFL season, moving on to week fifteen. Uh thanks for listening. We're gonna send you off in style make sure to uh make sure to i i know we always do this on the tail end which we need we need to get better at doing it right off the bat in the beginning but whatever last the listening platform you you are on right now we would love if you left us a review um whether it's just stars or you're typing out some words or whatever we'd 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 love to hear what you think about the show um also we're going to encourage everybody just just share this episode with somebody anybody that that uh, is in your football circle or you know likes the NFL. We are the NFL podcast for the average bro and we want to grow this community and we we need your help to do that. So go ahead and share that, leave us a review. Thanks for listening and uh we will see you next week. Happy birthday, Tim. Big 30. Make sure to toss that on your your reviews, and uh, we'll catch you next week, everybody. Minnesota! What happened?